candy girl. <laughs> and you got me. <laughs> Sugar. Aw, oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. <laughs> and you got me rocking you. Put it down with me. I'm Elena. I'm Grant. And this is Sex Archie. Now regressing to the mean. I don't get it. That's right. We're a Riverdale <laughs> recap podcast, and we're here to talk to you today about Chapter 45, The Stranger, written by Brian E. Patterson and directed by Maggie Kiley. Woo them. Woo them indeed. I'm going to woo anyone that didn't do last week's episode, because <laughs> everything's an improvement. So we're back to the average? We'll see. Let's talk about it. Okay. We open on this episode and we find everyone mourning about Archie's death because he's dead. We open to the woods. We open to Vegas running through the woods. And yes. Leaping forward at the camera. The the voiceover tells us that at 847, Archie died. At least the Archie we all knew. And Archie emerges from the woods following behind because Vegas... Is a better orienteer, I guess. He's yes. running to Riverdale all the way from his remote Canadian wilderness home. And we are told that what returned was someone far different, with dark hair and scars on the inside and outside. Apparently, Archie's going to become an emo, <laughs> like, musician. Like, like Spider-Man 3. He's going to be yeah. Spider-Man 3. He's just going to be emo. And talking about scars. <laughs> And how things are on the inside and we can't see his internal scars. I don't think he could ever go full emo. He'd just tell Veronica that he's already torn. This is how he feels. Well, he could just like let his hair grow a little bit longer and then like wet it down Mm -hmm. and have a nice like comb over of one eye. And (laughs) what he could do is let some of his orange hair grow back. And you know how like back in the main emo days it was all about like the black and the white hair main, he, none of these have, like, spin-off emo days he'd have like black and then like his his fiery red stripe of emo hair what if he and got, lots of stud belts what if he got confused and, and while sweatbands what if he got confused while uh combing his hair and instead it just went up at the sides like full flock of seagulls yeah yeah but sure stud belts and, and sweatbands Yeah. I don't mind letting you finish. That's fine. (laughs) Archie's alive. (laughs) Alive and trying out for the cross-country squad. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Apparently he runs back to Riverdale. And I'm like, really, Archie? That's a pretty shitty thing to do to your dog. Your dog doesn't get to wear shoes. (laughs) They just run the whole way and Vegas runs into the house. Mm -hmm. And, And Archie follows and Fred's really confused. And he quietly has to, like, signal for all the hot babes that are, like, staying over to leave. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who are the hot babes that Fred brought over? You know, he went down to Greendale. Ah, so Hilda. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. (laughs) This is your new mom. (laughs) (laughs) And she baked eight things today, just because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's wonderful. She's so much better than his own mom. <laughs> She's around. She bakes. But yeah, so they show up. Fred's very surprised. Uh, they they hug. We do find out that yes, Archie was attacked by a bear. He ha- does have wounds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and apparently, uh, does not remember being rescued, but woke up in the hospital and uh, survived. 
What we aren't told is that that is the deportation uh, procedure in Canada. They just tell you to leave and, and take it, you know, on faith that you that do. That you will. It's on the honor system. Yeah. Yeah. Well, can you imagine, like, what his health costs would have been if he would have been attacked by a bear here? <laughs> Fred would have been like... That's the only reason he's home, is, is socialized medicine. Yeah, otherwise Fred just would have been like, sorry, son, we can't afford to save you. I've already sold the construction company in the house, and that only pays for an eighth of it. Time to sell more fizzy rocks. <laughs> they have a little little chat about how, you know, well, are you worried about Hiram? I'm not worried about Hiram. I survived a bear attack. It's I'm worried true. about you. Well, it's I survived the Black Hood. It, it is true that in my experience, fighting a bear and winning does provide a sense of perspective. He didn't win, though. He just We survived. never saw the bear. If that's what he looked like, I highly doubt the bear had a scratch on him. Uh, I think the bear was decapitated. Nah, I'm going to imagine that the bear like took all these swipes at Archie and then Vegas like growled the bear away. Yeah, yeah. Archie didn't do anything. <laughs> Can we just go back to, to Fred's response? Fred, it is not a competition, okay? You don't, your well, masculinity is well, not you, being threatened you by may your have son. Here. Almost been killed by a bear, but I was shot. Yeah, okay. We got over it last season. Maybe you should catch up, Fred. Fred, Fred just is trying to connect with his son and have common interests, which is dying. <laughs> They have so few things in common. What were your death hallucinations like, son? Let's share. Uh, Veronica is at the speakeasy, and Archie goes to see her, and she's all shocked, and they hug, and then she shoves him away, and she's like, what the hell happened to your hair? I dyed it so I could take other acting jobs over the filming break. She's very torn. She's very confused. She's very, like... I don't look happy to see you, but I'm happy to see you. <laughs> Let's smooch. And now we're just going to make out and strip our clothes off. It'll mm -hmm, be great. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Just like old times. Just like old times. And the new times and the in-between times. Basically all of the times. All the times. So then, uh, I guess after sex, uh, they, they call up Jughead and Betty and are like, hey, let's meet for a milkshake. But Archie orders a root beer float from Pop. There are shocked looks all around the table. And Betty's just like, since when do you drink root beer floats? Root beer floats are the drink of a changed man. <laughs> Honestly, root beer floats are better than milkshakes. Oh. Just gonna say. Oh, really? I think so. Don't you think so? How about a Boston cooler? Where, where do you fall on that? I've never had a Boston cooler. <sighs> what is a Boston cooler? <laughs> I don't even know. Boston Cooler is ginger ale blended with vanilla ice cream. Well, darling, unless it's like Verner's, it might kill me. I, I don't know if I trust any other ginger ale, ginger ale considering. Support local businesses. They're, they're all very concerned about this change in Archie, and they look at him like he has 12 heads. <laughs> they just, they don't understand. Uh, and so they kind of catch him up that... That Pops has just reopened after the quarantine. It was closed? News to me. Apparently. Um, that Veronica's shipments are getting attacked. And I'm like, well, if Pops just reopened, why are you getting shipments? Why was Pops not allowed to be open, but the speakeasy could be open? Was that the first shipment that, that we saw last week? The first but and second? Reggie said that he had done, like, 
a bunch of them and had taken different paths. Uh, Jughead wants to put Archie at ease and is like, don't worry, I'm going to have people keeping an eye on you 24-7. No, You'll they, just be stalked. They already are. Yes. <laughs> He's already this under is surveillance. A, you are being watched this very moment. <laughs> I also got a secret plan. And they're like, what's the secret? Okay, I'll tell you my secret, but don't tell anyone. Fangs is going deep undercover, but mm-hmm. no one knows. Well, mm-hmm. now people know. Now people know. And so then Pops uh, informs Betty that her debit card got declined. Why is your best friend making you pay? Why is your best friend making you pay for these milkshakes? If I'm drinking with the owner of the milkshake joint, I do not expect to have a bill for the milkshake. Right. But before they finish their uh, uh, milkshakes, we, we get our first mention of the main plot of this episode, that the SATs are this Saturday. And and because of all the stuff going on with Fangs going undercover, there goes studying. <laughs> Betty's like, well, I can't study for the SATs now. Gotta go uncover a plot. Don't you hate it when that happens? Don't you just hate it when you're you're all set to, to be expanding your vocabulary and, and studying your syllogisms when your friend's friend goes undercover in a, a new gang that is selling uh, hallucinogenic candy that is part of an occult ritual that is also based around a tabletop role-playing game from the 80s that killed your parents' vice principal, but... Never mind, it also killed some of your friends. And that is why you're not sure the proper rules of the current iteration of the written portion. I hope she has this conversation with her counselor. (laughs) I'm just imagining the student counselor staring at her like, so community college? (laughs) Is that that what we want to do? Peace Corps, how about Peace Corps? Do you just want to go do that for a while? That sounds like a good play. Just get away. Just get far, far away. A couple years. Unwind. I also like that Archie is shocked. He had no idea the SATs were coming and he has to study. No, you fucking don't. You have to register for the SATs in advance. The SATs cannot sneak up on you. If you weren't prepared, then you weren't registered. You're going to show up and they will turn you away. During the time when he should have been signing those papers, he was in prison. Yeah. This is good to know, though, Um, as someone who never did the SATs. (laughs) I don't know how they work. Well, I did the ACT, which is... I also didn't do those. uh, More sort of Midwest specific, so it doesn't show up in movies and TV very much. But the the process is generally the same. I'm going to break some news to a lot of people out there. Not every college requires them. There's actually many colleges you can get into without needing to take them. They don't want you to know that. Most, mostly art schools. Yeah, art schools don't give a shit. <laughs> and I was like, well, if that's where I'm going, I'm not going to bother. That's wasting my time. That's wasting my money. I'm already going to do enough of that anyways in art school. <laughs> wasting your time and money. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Betty, Betty's card gets declined, we find out. And uh, she goes home where she tears into her mother because she has called the Bank of Riverdale Mm -hmm. and has found out that all of her assets have been drained, including her college fund. Not just drained, but transferred. Transferred. Gone. Her money is not her money anymore. 
Uh, and Alice uh, had the money wired to the farm as a tax-deductible donation. <laughs> uh, and she's like, well, you don't need college. I mean, you could just study at the farm for free. Hey, Alice, I don't think the farm is an accredited institute of higher learning. But before we move on, can we talk about the, the state of the coffee table in the Cooper home? Oh, the crystals. It is, it is beyond bedazzled. It is festooned. It is drowning in crystal lattices. The seven dwarfs would be very excited. <laughs> it's like she's opening a store in the mall that closed in 2007. And, and has like all the crystals and then lots of different tarot cards you can get mm -hmm. and little fairy figurines and then a lot of t-shirts with wolves <laughs> where where is the uh, the pewter dragon alice show me your pewter dragon yes with pewter dragons with like the little like round orbs <laughs> Yes. That show rainbows in them. <laughs> and then you got your incense wall, and you got your, like, you know, clothing section. But they don't have a fitting room, so you can't try anything on. But it's okay, because everything's, like, attached with drawstrings and ties. So it's, like, one size fits all. Their clothing is 90% shawls. I totally bought a skirt from one of those and places. so is Alice's at this point. Uh, when we finally meet Edgar Evernever, I hope he is constantly contact juggling. I want him to be Mr. Fushigi. Oh, yes! I want him to have, like, parachute pants, but where it's, like, the patchwork tie-dye. Uh, you want him tie -dye? to look like a genie. I want him <laughs> in a full Kazam turban. No, no, no. I want the parachute pants that, like, the, the modern-day hippie stoners wear mm -hmm. that are patchwork tie-dye. I want him to have a wolf t-shirt that's uh -huh. like hand cut to where it has like the fringe. Ah, yes, the handmade and fringe. And you can see his belly button. Of course, of through course. Through the fringe. Are we sure the reason the farm is in Riverdale isn't because of an upcoming fish concert? They're all just moving in and, and waiting for the band to arrive. Ooh, and I really want him to have dreadlocks. He definitely is a white guy with dreads. Oh, right? yeah. There's no way Edgar ever, definitely ever does is. not have dreads. He... And he's also one of those dudes that's, like, totally sunburned all the time. <laughs> he also, Because he doesn't believe in sunscreen. He also does a lot of seminars at personal finance conferences. It's very strange. And also wants you to join Beachbody. <laughs> if you sell my kelp supplements. But better yet, if you recruit someone else to sell your kelp supplements that you bought from me, that's where the real money is. Oh, yeah. I will pay you in mushrooms <laughs> that I harvested from my own backyard <laughs> between my toes. So anyway, <laughs> this is a short scene that we've talked about for longer than it goes on. So uh, meanwhile, FP and Fred have gone to do some hot dad business. Yeah, the, the three hot dads are there, them and the hot dad uh, they're confronting, Hiram. Hal doesn't get to be in, or not Hal. No, uh, Hal does not get to be a hot dad. Sheriff Keller doesn't get to be involved in hot dadness. He's he's in the hot dad quartet. So he's missing from he's, this. He's missing. Uh, yeah, so they go, and they're all like, we we want to tell you that Archie's home, and, and you need to cut your crap because we know you want him dead, and if you harm him, we're going to come after you. It, it's a bit stronger than that. 
Fred, it's a lot better. Fred's Fred, gonna like rip his head off. Fred does literally say, "I will kill you." He threatens Hiram Lodge with death, and I do not care what will become of me. We've never seen Scary Fred before. Scary Fred. He, he's angry. This this is not. This is an arrange between like low smolder, you know, just look in my eyes and like shouting hysterics. He's just angry. Mm-hmm. It's very good. And uh, Hiram, of course, is like, well, I've never wished any harm on either <laughs> of your sons. <laughs> and so, so they go like storming out. And what I love is FP smirk as yeah. he follows Fred out. He is so proud of his little buddy. Get, getting the angry out. Yeah, he's yeah. like, yeah, yes. yeah, that's my boy. We saw this on a, on the campaign trail. He might be mayor right now. <laughs> I like the two silent serpents that just followed in after them and stood there. I wasn't. Pay- I was too busy looking at Fred and FP. Aren't we all? It's all I look at all the time. Okay, so Archie has shown back up to at the school and is all like. Hey, Mr. Weatherby, I'm going to take the SATs. And he's like, "Mm, maybe you should be realistic about everything, Archie. Principal Weatherby uh, is beating around the bush a little bit about, yeah, yeah, setting the proper goals. But the conclusion is he recommends Archie repeat junior year, which is... A really generous way of saying you have to repeat junior year because you missed a third of it. You haven't been in school at all this year. (laughs) Like, he hasn't. He hasn't. He hasn't been in school. And, like, we could talk about, well, you know, the... The show runs much faster than real time, but there have been so many time skips over season three so far. Pretty close. Like, he's missed a couple months at least. And it's like, okay... Sure, you could take the SATs that you haven't studied for and see how you do, but you don't have the credits to finish your junior year. You gotta, like, at least go to summer school and try to make it all up. Those are the tests you need to worry about, the, the like, makeup test for, for U.S. history or whatever. Like, you can take the SAT in the spring. It will be waiting for you. You can take it senior year. It's fine. You can go take the SATs at some place other than your school. <laughs> at a time that, like, they offer it, which is probably, like, every weekend. <laughs> but Archie's not hearing it. His absolute goal uh, is to graduate with his friends, the friends that he cares about so much, that have done so much for him and him for them, etc., I do want to remind people that the only way the first season makes sense is if Cheryl is at least one year ahead of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Reggie tracks down Veronica at school and is all like, hey, you didn't text me back last night. And she's like, oh, Reggie, Archie, you gotta leave me alone. Archie's back. And he's like, he just gets it. He's disappointed, but he's like, oh, he does. yeah, that's that makes sense. Sucks to be me, but like, it's cool. It's like, I, I, I get it. Like, okay. Yeah. Which I'm like, cool move, Archie. Or cool move, Reggie. You're just like... <laughs> Reggie is new Archie. I have thoughts. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So Betty goes and visits ex-mayor, now lawyer McCoy. Mm-hmm. Back in private <laughs> practice after her short stint as, an, as a prosecutor. Yes. Explains to Betty that... Well, yeah, your mom can do this with all your money as long as both of your parents sign off on it and it looks like your father did. And Betty takes one look at it and is like, no, that's a forgery. And I would know because I forged a signature (laughs) 
for for reasons a that aren't illegal. Privilege, it's fine, whatever. She she does say it was for an investigation, like that makes it any better. Yeah, your, was... your investigations are all about breaking and entering. They're all about like phone fraud. The only way they can fight this is to get Hal to sign a document that states that he never signed that document. Right. Which means she has to go visit serial killer daddy. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, uh, Hiram is having a nice fun time with his friends Mama Blossom and Claudius. They're having a cigar party. Yes. The, the Blossoms are, are both chomping down on some stogies. I, I like that they are each reclining uh, on the arm that is holding their cigar, but uh, one's in the left, one's in the right, so they're just sort of spread out like a V. Yes. It's very good. Uh, and so they're talking about the, the Sisters of Quiet Mercy and what to do with that building. It is and on the auction block. Offers are streaming in. Penelope is so excited to finally have her brothel. <laughs> and uh, But Hiram's like, no, no, no. It will not be your brothel. Uh, he also brings up the fact they need a new sheriff. So uh, he's nominating Claudius. And Claudius is not down with this. But it's not a question. It's an instruction. Yes. Can I just say that, like, based on scale, I don't think Riverdale and the immediate environs can support a brothel of that size. Oh, no. There's so many rooms in that building. Yeah. Just the heating bill alone, and you do not want a chilly brothel, let me tell you. Oh, no. A lot of your clientele is going to get very self-conscious. Yeah. It'll be very sad. Yeah. So, meanwhile, uh, Jughead is drilling Archie on his vocab. (laughs) Uh, And Archie does not do well. And he's like, I'm in fucking high school. How am I supposed to know that? How am I supposed to know what an iconoclast is? Because you're in high school, that's when you learn vocabulary words. That's the only time you use those words. It is the last point in education where you learn vocabulary words. And you never do it again. I mean, you you do it independently. Hopefully, it, it instills a love of literature and and uh, a curiosity in the world around you. So you run across a word like iconoclast, uh, and you decide to educate yourself. But yeah. it's the last time you're ever required to do it. Unless you're like I don't know, studying a language or medicine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, specific degree stuff. But that's like very. <laughs> focused vocab but i guess this is how we know that archie is not a listener to friends at the table at least not uh the twilight mirage which is a shame is that something they use in it yeah oh, okay there, there's a faction called the iconoclast they're oh, fucked up okay betty had just gotten done grading his uh practice test mm-hmm. and he gets really excited but it's not a good it's not a good practice test score he's really excited that on one section he got a 600 that's actually the combine. <laughs> that is a good, solid gag. Yeah. It's predictable, it's simple, but, you know, sometimes strong fundamentals are, are what really carries the game. Uh, so Jug gets a call from Fangs, and he has to leave. So he, le- he leaves Betty and Archie together, and Archie's just like, it's hopeless, there's no <laughs> point. And Betty's like, Archie, this is just like when you were in second grade and you didn't know how to read. Hold up. (laughs) Second grade and the boy didn't know how to read? I'm concerned about the Riverdale education system. 
I'm just happy at how all in in the last two episodes the writers are on. By the way, Archie doesn't just seem like an idiot. Archie's kind of an idiot. It's diegetic. We mean it. Well, I don't want to say he's an idiot because he didn't know how to read. Because, like, you know, there's reasons why. There's sure, a lot of kids that get sure. left behind with that. But it's so consistent. But they they are really working into it's stuff not- like that. But I am very concerned about Mr. Weatherby. What the hell? Mr. I hold you to a higher standard to hire good teachers. Oh, so we're going with like comics uh, continuity. Yeah. Where Mr. Weatherby used to be the elementary school oh, yeah. principal. Oh, yeah. And he aged up with them. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. It's full on Boy Meets World right here. So that could be the title of the show, at least if you kept it to, to the Archie centric episodes. Yeah. Boy Meets World. <laughs> Turns out the world is full of organized crime. Yeah. Uh so Jug um I was gonna say Jugs. <laughs> Ethel is not in this episode. Uh Jughead meets uh Fangs in the bunker and uh, the sex hole. Thank you. <laughs> He meets Fangs in the sex hall, and uh, Fangs is all like, okay, the Gargoyle King is impressed by my fizzle rock sales. <laughs> so he's inviting me into his inner circle, a ceremonies in Fox Forest. Uh, oh, yeah. Fangs then blows out all the candles in the sex hole and starts his slideshow. <laughs> with all the graphs of, of his turf and, and how market share has increased. <laughs> so the sexy little oh yeah dance i did was not appropriate no that's not the gag i was going for (laughs) takes out one of those telescoping pointers okay but what if he does it but like sexy darling i'm concerned you don't know what sexy is because that was not it (laughs) he goes for like the the sexy teacher i'm gonna give you a slideshow jughead's like okay you're gonna go to the ceremony and we're gonna back you up yeah. It'll be great. Is this where we should mention a prediction you made during the last episode that uh, we forgot to mention while we recorded? So in the last episode, when Reggie's delivery truck got stopped by the gargoyle gang and the serpents popped out, I was all like, I bet that is Fangs. Mm-hmm. Which is why they didn't like whip off his mask. Yeah. Because they knew and they were like, we're not, not going to find out. Well, this was before Fangs was given the the suggestion to be their man on the inside. Why? Well, yeah, I, I'm I'm saying let's get that on record that you said Fangs was already a member yeah. of the Argoyles because if that's I had true, said that before that, yes, if that's true, he's double agenting, and that is cool. That is a cool possible angle. There's a possibility that he was with the Gargoyle gang to sell stuff already. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so then but he gets put in as a double agent, but yeah. little do we know, in that case, he would be a triple agent. And who and where do his real loyalties lie? Serpents. That That is what I'm saying. Okay, I'm saying still the serpents. That's okay. what I'm getting to. Meanwhile, Betty has helped Archie dye his hair back to red, which um, it would not look like that with a box dye kit in his <laughs> bathroom and in a couple hours. They skipped the step where they totally bleached him first. Yeah. Yeah. And sure then his hair did. like fell out because he only dyed it a little while ago and he's re-dyeing <laughs> it and bleaching it. <laughs> and now Archie's bald. 
I was a little disappointed in this scene because I wanted him, one, to stay black longer and have, like, black Archie, red Archie be a a more definite line. Yeah. And two, I wanted him, when he eventually went back to red, to do it as he screamed in a a, uh, martial arts pose in order to charge his key. Yeah. Yes. So then uh, Betty takes him to a surprise party at the speakeasy. Which was apparently supposed to be a study party, but now it's a welcome home party with some studying. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Veronica, study parties do not have live music. And, and dim lighting. <laughs> we kind of need to read books here. Lots of coffee, read books, good lighting. No, no, dim lights, loud music in Spanish, which is not a part of the uh, SAT exam. There's no Spanish language portion. And also an open wet bar. <laughs> yep. So yeah, so she she's all like, take a seat, lover, and let me entertain you. There's and nothing I'm like, creepier uh, than calling someone lover. Uh, no, uh, no. Uh, of all the pet names in the world, that's the baddest uh, one. I feel gross. What's less gross is Miss Grundy hitting on Archie. Less gross than Veronica saying that. Imagine if Ms. Grundy uh, uh, called him lover. Ugh! They would have gotten canceled in the middle of the episode. So, yeah, she's she's singing this song, and Archie is is just freaking out, having visions and flashes of Hiram and he's, all these... He's having flashes to his death hallucinations with of, Hiram. Of, yeah, of, of killing Hiram. Killing of himself. Killing himself. He's just not handling it, and he ends up, like, running out of the speakeasy. The next day. Uh, Betty goes to see Hal in his glass box. Uh, and His terrarium. His terrarium, yes. Uh, and he, he's very disappointed that it took her so long. And he's just being a total creephead. They're leaning even further into the whole Silence of the Lambs thing than they did when they debuted this set. Oh, yeah. In Hal's last appearance last season. Uh, and so she she shows in the papers and like, did you sign this? No, not me. Explains that Alice stole her college funds and that she needs him to sign this so she can get back her money. And he starts going off about how he's compelled by the Gargoyle King. Because apparently and, he gets like the newspaper, I guess. Yeah, and he's just it's just remarkable how many people he killed. <laughs> Uh, and it must drive you nuts that you haven't caught him, Betty. Betty is is unimpressed by her father's continued obsession with death and killing and, and, and finds yeah. it very distasteful that he would be so impressed. Mm-hmm. He's like, I could help you catch him. She's like, I'm just trying to go to college. And like, by what means would you help her catch him? Like, Hannibal Lecter... Which, again, is what they're obviously try, trying to, to bring to mind, was not a valuable asset because he was a serial killer, but because he was a, a psychologist and criminal profiler. Mm-hmm. Hal is a former, like, rag journalist. He, he, he ran a gossip column that called itself news. That's, that's, those aren't transferable skills. He apparently thinks differently. <laughs> Uh, so he instructs Betty to bring him a copy of G&G, and then he'll sign. I also want to mention that uh, when the camera is on Betty in these scenes, there's a clock behind her that reads 10 o'clock. 
Mm-hmm. She's skipping school to co- go to prison. Oh, yeah. So irresponsible. And with the SAT right around the corner. Yeah. Uh, so meanwhile, Reggie and Veronica have a little scene where he's like, Veronica, it's not cool that he ran out on you. And, like, they're all talking about how Archie's different. He seems <laughs> different. And Reggie's like, yeah, he's not your Archiekins anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which apparently is just a very shocking revelation. Yeah, and like I, I feel for both Veronica and Reggie in this situation because like Veronica has loved Archie for a long, long time, and uh-huh. she's so happy to have him back. And confused that it's not actually him, but you know that can be expected. He went through a lot, and she's trying to figure things out. And while she figures things out, she can't commit to a, a, a romantic thing and like oh poor veronica yeah. i feel for you meanwhile reggie is like we had a good thing and it just barely got started and i liked it and it was fun and, and we're good co-workers and we're we're so good at smooching and like this thing the writing's on the wall it's not what it was can we do our thing and like oh reggie my heart goes out yeah. to you 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 sweet awful idiot that i hate I want to point something I forgot about earlier. Okay. So when they like had their uh, that meetup after Archie came to see her, and she's mm-hmm. all like, "Archie, we can't," or "Reggie, we can't." Archie's back, and she's like, "He he can't know about how his girlfriend and one of his best friends." And I'm like, "Since when is Reggie one of his fucking best friends?" Um, any episode with football in it after the first one, like. I Reggie's guess. a better friend with Jughead. <laughs> and that's like saying a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Rival is a kind of friend. I've learned that from all of my animes. There has been I... more Archie, there has been more Jughead Reggie team up mm-hmm. than any friend friend stuff. I would say that Seto Kaiba is, is probably Yugi Moto's best friend, or second best friend at least. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, Joey Wheel is from Brooklyn. I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> I'm so confused. Meanwhile, uh, well, after this, uh, in the locker room, Archie uh, is there and Reggie's there and Reggie just starts ripping into him about how he was such a dick for storming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But then like Reggie stops because he sees Archie's scars. Massive. And he's like, what happened? I got attacked by a grizzly bear. <laughs> like, what the fuck? The ultimate topper for anyone who's trading stories in the locker he's room. Like, no wonder you're messed up. <laughs> Here's the thing. So when Archie came home, I don't know, two days ago, and he hugged his dad, he was very like, oh, my chest. I have scars. Mm-hmm. They looked completely almost healed. Not like pain would be happening from them. The skin, sure, but the torn muscle takes longer to knit together. There's a... Okay, okay. I would like it if he had, like, a lot of bruise makeup around it. Yeah, because it would not look that good. Also... Like the really yellowed old bruise, bruise makeup. Archie, maybe you shouldn't be doing gym class right now (laughs) when you still have scars and you're healing. And maybe you should put a bandage over that so you don't get bacteria from the gross locker room in there. He's so desperate for the credits, though. He cannot afford to miss class. And did Veronica notice that when they had sexy time? Did she notice that? He forgot to get a doctor's note from uh, Canada. He cannot get out of gym class. Uh. 
uh, Hiram goes to Hermione and is all like, so I've decided by the Sisters of Quiet Mercy because we need a new place to live because we've outgrown the hotel. And she's like, what the fuck, Hiram? It's haunted. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll get it cleansed. It'll be fine. Yeah, he says that he's already hired uh, someone to, to go and cleanse the ghosts. Yep. That's just an accepted thing. <laughs> yep. Oh, I love this town. And so, well, I mean, like, culturally. Really? Okay. Yeah, I think so. But from what we know from their family, I think they would trust their, their parish priest. So they need an some, exorcism of the house. Before they, they find some mystic woman. I don't know. I, I bet grandma's into everything. Grandma's into a little bit of everything. Grandma's in this town. They're into everything. Yeah. They, yeah. They could get Nana Rose to do it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. She has all that blood. All that blood. Well, they just go down to Greendale and hire someone. <laughs> Zelda. Yeah. Get the matched pair. Uh, and so Hiram's also like, oh, and by the way, I want you to uh, hire Claudius as sheriff. Okay? Okay. She's all like, no. Yeah, she... That's your freaking business partner. I'm not doing that. She and I'm like, She starts to push yeah. back for the first time. And she she's saying, you know, you know, it sends the wrong message. It's It's not the right thing to do. But he's like, we really need this. And uh, it, it's best if you, for everyone, if you do what I say, especially you. Yeah. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, he also talks about, like, these expansions. Mm -hmm. His expansions. And she calls them out, like, I don't even know what they are. It's nothing. Don't worry about it. But it's still very important that we <laughs> control the sheriff department. So Betty brings Hal the G&G &G manual, mm -hmm. and he signs the papers. He was so desperate just to have something to do. I think that's why he wanted the game manual. Thinking he can start, like, a game with the, the guards? <laughs> well, so many people who buy books never get the chance to even play them. You know, it's, it's just toilet reading. But at least it passes the time. You can build characters. You can imagine what you would do. Yeah. Maybe there's a lot of good world building in G&G. &G. Maybe he's, like, one of those creepy prisoners who has pen pals. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and is, like, playing through mail. What he's about to find out, the real tragedy of it all, the, the uh, Twilight Zone twist, is that they will not allow him to have a pencil uh, oh. to fill out his character sheet. It's, it's too sharp. So she's going to leave, and he's all like, well, why don't, why don't you stay and talk? We could talk about Ascension Night. What? He's Betty like, is hooked. I was there. She's like, you weren't a member. How would you know? Well, I knew about them. He claims that he sent the invitations. He claimed that he dressed up as the Gargoyle King and, and the, poisoned the cups. So he was the, the original murderer. And it was his original murder. His plan was to kill as many people as possible. They were all sinners, you see. Yes. Which, like, this this was way before his latent Manchurian candidate programming got, got awoken. Mm -hmm. Um, continuity. Mm. Uh, he's all like, you know, the whole idea is he's like, well, I can solve this is in the present because I was the one who did it in the past. Now he's got a stronger claim to, to be able to figure it out. Yeah. This is the expertise we're looking for. Uh, as Betty is, is signing out and leaving, the guard's like, hey, you and your mom keep missing each other. Like, what are you talking about? My mother never comes here. No, she comes every Monday like clockwork. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. 
Fred has a moment where he's trying to connect with Archie, reminiscing about the talent show. Which is interrupting Archie cleaning out his his room. He's just dumping everything into a crate. Yeah. Uh, leaving behind just like stark, flat, hard furnishings. His messy teenage room is now just the, the barest sticks of furniture and a few posters he didn't get around to yet. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, well, we can talk later, Dad. I have to study for the SATs. <laughs> Poor Fred. Poor Fred. Uh, meanwhile, in the woods, uh, Fangs is pumping himself up to go into the clearing where there's a big bomb bonfire and a lot of people in gargoyle masks. And so he puts his mask on and, and he goes. You could find, if you could find the right Halloween store in town, you could crack this gang wide open. Just just trace the credit card numbers. Mm-hmm. Bam, you got the, their whole register. Darling, should this be our costume for C2E2? We just get some weird masks and, <laughs> and some leather jackets. jackets. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, know, we just walk around as, <laughs> as... And we get a bunch of fizzle rocks. Yeah! He he goes and he is told to kneel before his king and and the gar- full gargoyle king costume dude is there mm-hmm. and and he kneels and they tell him to enter the kingdom he must bear his mark and so they have a freaking brand <laughs> they have been uh, uh, heating up a, a red hot iron brand as if for cattle uh, which is of course something we've seen in a lot of. Uh, gargoyle king related violence mm-hmm. uh this this is a different glyph this is not the sacrifice glyph no this is one that we learned is the symbol of the gargoyle king yes uh we, we've seen it before it just hasn't been defined until now yeah and it's coming it's coming but meanwhile we've been intercutting to uh a couple of gargoyle members carrying assault rifles they get knocked in the back of head the head with rocks by, by jughead. fp and jughead <laughs> which i have to say so Archie now has like all these wounds. Are they trying to like scar him up like Ollie and Arrow? Which is weird because they've been continually de-scarring Ollie and Arrow. He's, they he's can't getting... keep up with all that makeup. Every once in a while they drop another line about like reconstructive surgery or tattoo removal. <laughs> it's just become too much. The makeup artist can't keep up with that. <laughs> What they should have done was allowed uh, uh, Archie to get a tattoo while he was up in Canada, and then they could have stopped covering up KJ Appa's tribal tattoo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, a lesser known uh, fact about the Canadian Forestry Service is they're really big on Polynesian tattoos. Yes. He, he met uh, a, a nice old man. Who took him under his wing like it was his own son and, and yeah, his, gave him a little tribal tattoo. His job shadowing was under a, a Samoan expat uh-huh. who was also living in uh-huh. Canadian isolation. Uh-huh. Yep. It works for me. Save a lot of makeup in time. <laughs> it works for me. Yeah, so they, they knock out these dudes and then uh, all the serpents rush in and before they, they can... Brand fangs. Yeah, the the individual gargoyle members scatter to the four winds, but the gargoyle king, so laden in in costuming, is a sitting duck. They and bring him down. They unmask him, and who is beneath the mask? Tallboy. It's fucking Tallboy. Tallboy, who is last reported dead by Sheriff Minetta, also dead. So we'll never find out what happened there. Is very much alive and inside. The uh, uh, suit 
Yes. What we don't know is how many times we've seen the suit. It's been tall boy. Maybe all, maybe not. We don't know. We were also told he was the the sometimes uh, Black Hood when we thought it was more likely it was Sheriff Mineta. But then we were only told this by Sheriff Mineta, who is again now dead. So who fucking know? Oh, no. But you know what we do know? We know that FP and Jughead and Fangs and Sweet Pea take Tallboy to the sex hole. Do not reveal your sex hole to a Tallboy. Well, they take him there and FP just... <laughs> Fucking punches him in the face. And uh, we find out that Tallboy has been hiding in uh... a small town called Athens. <laughs> Greece is lovely this time of year. I don't know if you've heard of Athens. I'm like, where is this? Is it farther a... past Greendale? I was a big fan of Mamma Mia. I had to see it for myself. <laughs> and uh, he was the one that broke into uh, the Cooper house. When uh, Alice and Betty were there, and then like FP like rushed in and protected mm-hmm. them. So he admits to that one time. Is he lying? I don't know. Does he, it matter? Probably not. Uh, he also admits to carving the symbol into Joaquin's head after he killed them. This causes just a mini riot inside the sex hole. Fangs and Sweet Pea are ready to rip him to shreds, and I'm like, you know what? Do it. Finally, Just do it. Someone mentions Joaquin. Let's get some freaking like revenge for Joaquin. Come on. I'm glad Fangs and Sweet Pea are very torn up about this because you know what? No one else is. At least they remember him. What the fuck, Kevin? Kevin has still had what one line since Joaquin died. So uh, Jughead is tearing into Sweet Pea that they want to meet the Man in Black. Mm-hmm. Which Basically referring to Hiram, like, we want to do this. Yeah, yeah. And, well, he won't meet with me unless I have something he wants. And so then the idea starts (laughs) a-rolling. Meanwhile, Betty goes home to Alice and finds Alice very much in the outfits she used to wear. Yeah, Where she looks like Barbara Walters. Uh, She is dressed up for an interview. Uh, for a reporter job and is very excited. An on-camera television reporter. She, she's interviewing with the local news station. As I said, Barbara Walters. Yeah, yeah. Betty's like, she makes some snide comments about, is that what you wear when you visit dad? I, I know you saw him. Uh, and she's like, I haven't seen him. Like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, someone's been seeing him. And he says he, he knows about Ascension Night and the Midnight Club, and Alice is just like, in the 25 years we were married, I never told him a thing. So this is casting doubt on a lot of things Betty has heard recently. By now, she's learned to tell when her mom is lying. Yes. She doesn't lie that often, really, anymore. She just says awful things. She has no need to lie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so back at school in the student lounge, uh, Reggie is enjoying some online dating by swiping right he's doing a lot of swipes swiping all all directions as he said he's looking uh for the future miss mantle in a 25 mile radius archie's like well i need to talk to you i need to talk to you about cheating and reggie's just like shit she told you (laughs) it's over what? This, this this causes a bit of a, a moment, a what? bit of awkwardness, because Archie was talking about cheating on the SATs. And Reggie's like, fuck. <laughs> it's so good. 
We didn't think you were coming back. Again. It's so good. It's such a good gag. It's Solid so, fundamentals. It's done so well. You gotta learn to dribble before you can dunk, all right? And I love it because it is such a Reggie Archie thing. Yes. From the comics. Yes. It is very much a type of interaction in the comics that they would have, and it's done so incredibly well here. A, a very simple uh, misunderstanding of, of homophones that would then set off the next six pages of slapstick and gags. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, it's totally like Archie would go to Reggie for advice on cheating. Mm-hmm. Reggie would be being Mr. Suave, I can have all the women I want type thing. <laughs> like, it's just so incredibly perfect to the characters. Uh, so, needless to say, though, Archie storms off. Very upset. And so, Archie's at home, and Jughead rushes in and lets him know that they need his help. Fills him in that the Gargoyle King is tall boy. They got a shot to smoke the man in black out. And, you know, the thing that he wants is is you. <laughs> and Archie's like, you don't have to convince me. And they do a good, like, bro slap shake. They do a bro slap shake. Yeah. 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 They're like, yeah, we bros. The slap shake is my favorite kitchen gadget <laughs> slash workout tool. Uh, what would you call that? Four easy payments of fifty nine ninety nine. They're all like slap fist shake. Yeah. <laughs> no, that is the technical term. You're entirely right. It's at this point where I'm not sure how much I should seriously how seriously I should take the whole new Archie thing, because old Archie would also volunteer in a second to become human bait. Yeah. yeah. I feel like new Archie might be the kind of guy to be like, no, that is something an idiot would do to endanger his life and, and those closest to him. There's got to be a less stupid way. But uh, he's not that kind of new Archie. He's just the same Archie, but cold, I guess. So... They have Tallboy call Hiram and say that he has the red paladin and let's meet at the normal meeting spot. So meanwhile, Betty calls up the guard at the prison because she just like changed, you know, exchanged phone numbers with her new bestie. And she asks my favorite question in the whole wide world. Could you give a physical description of my mother to me? (laughs) Just just for fun. Uh, so Betty goes to Pops, where she has a meeting with uh, Auntie Blossom. Penelope! And she's like, so are you one of those sickos who fantasizes about serial killers? Well, I did write the odd letter or two to Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> uh, so Betty confronts her on how she's been posing as her mother and going to see Hal, and she's like, well, that's the only way to get uh, conjugal visits. The man has needs, Betty. And I'm like, ew. Because <laughs> you know what, Hal? Not part of the hot dad squad. His number one need was murdering people, so maybe we don't respect his needs. Ah. So so Betty goes to see Hal again and, and tears into him about how he made it all up. And she's like, why? Why would you do it? So I'd write about it. And then she realizes, no, it's, you know, so she would keep coming back. It's not about the publicity. It's it's to hook his his little girl back into his life and make her keep visiting. She's like, I'll never come back again. And he's like, that's what you said last time. <laughs> uh, so meanwhile, uh, on the bridge, 
the mm-hmm. normal meeting spot, apparently. Uh, right uh, next to uh, Tom Hanks doing doing that exchange at the end of Bridge of Spies. Yeah. Hi, uh, a limo pulls up, and, and we think it's Hiram that gets out, but it's really Claudius. <gasps> and, you know, which we don't find out right away, but he walks up to them, and he sees the, the gargoyle king, and he sees the red paladin on his knees, and all I'm thinking is, why did that have to be Archie? It's very dark at night. Someone could have just worn a red wig. It seems everyone is in disguise, because, yes, this, this figure in black lifts his head, and underneath the, the wide brim black hat, we do see the face of Claudius. Uncle Claudius. And then, yes, it is Archie, but in the Gargoyle King costume, it's not Tallboy, it's it is FP. <laughs> and meanwhile, Jughead's also hiding around the corner, mm-hmm. and they're all they're like, oh, nuts, we got the, the wrong evil old man. <laughs> and so then, FP's like, you know what, I'm gonna make a citizen's arrest, because I don't trust you. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> So Archie goes home and Veronica's there and she's like, Reggie called me. I'm sorry. I was angry. I was tired of missing you. And Archie's just like, shh, let's have this conversation tomorrow, tonight. Let's fuck. (laughs) And they do. And they do. And this is when I had to cover the dog's eyes. (laughs) Because she's only two. She's very little. She's too young for this sort of thing. too young to watch that. And I'm like, again, Archie, you apparently have wounds from a bear. Should Veronica be climbing on top of you? Oh, she's putting all her weight on his pelvis. It's fine. <laughs> uh, so then I guess it's the next morning, because fuck studying. It's now time for the SATs. No, 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 no. Study fucking. They start, and Archie's <laughs> all, like, looking around. And I'm like, dude, stop cheating on people. <laughs> Uh, they, they get, you know, the usual instructions, you know, you have this much time, do not move on until blah, blah, blah. Uh, but Archie's flipping out. Why aren't you allowed to move on? Because you have to get the next section's instructions. And because if you move on, then you're not getting just that section's time limit. You're getting extra time. That's not fair. Seems like you should be able to, like, I don't know, turn it in and then start a new time. Everyone gets their own little clock. You get to turn it in, and then you get to read the novel you brought with you, because they give you a lot of time, frankly. Oh, that's really boring. Yeah. That's the worst. You finish your test, you leave. Come on. <laughs> so Archie get his, he gets very frustrated because the lead on his pencil breaks, and it's the only pencil he brought, and he didn't bring a pencil sharpener. Always bring two pencils. And he storms out. <laughs> and Veronica wants to run after him being like, no, I have more pencils. <laughs> but the the test lady's like, if you leave, you get a zero. So she doesn't leave. I don't know if that's in the rules or not, but it's within the rules of drama. I will allow it. Uh, so Archie is so torn up about the pencil. Mm-hmm. He, he goes to the bathroom and suddenly has blind fits of rage and vision of Hiram. And he's still flashing back to to all Hiram's done to him and his vision of stabbing Hiram. With a pencil. With a pencil. And he If there was a stabbing portion of the SAT, Archie could get into any school in America. 
And so he he just gets even more frustrated and and punches the mirror. He punches his reflection. And he's just chanting, where's Annie? Where's Annie? The whole time. And I don't like there's no one even named that on this show. It was very confusing. So meanwhile, Hiram's in his office and he's on the phone and he's talking about, oh, don't worry about Claudius's arrest. That's why I sent him. Uh, I'm always one step ahead. Mm. And then his coffee cup breaks in his hand. <laughs> and That's he looked- also a really good gag. I'm always one step ahead. My, my impeccable instincts. And then like, whoop. Oh, no, I'm being assassinated. Oh, fuck. I did not see this coming. I've been shot in the chest. So good. And also, like lower ribs. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, his, his sternum. <laughs> he... he falls to the floor and the red spot grows. Yes. What Me- do you think Hiram's death hallucinations will be? We know it's an absolute rule, right? We're going to see what Hiram's coma dreams are like. I'm hoping it's just like Scrooge McDuckin and like <laughs> jumping in pits of money. Yeah. Like everyone else has like a torture dream and he's just like, do-do-do, swimming in my gold. Just a, a line of chorus girls with giant feathered ooh, headpieces ooh, singing Hey ooh. Big Spender. It's a pool of Archie's blood that he's swimming in with with all the chorus dancers <laughs> and like synchronized swimmers around him. <laughs> He's just like floating on a pool raft, like, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. His blood makes me young. It's Veronica, but she's like six or 12, or like the last time she just had unabashed 100% hero worship of her dad. Yeah. But it's still Camilla Mendez's head, like CGI'd. <gasps> Ooh, on a all young twilighty. Girl. It's so creepy. It's Ooh. so creepy. Ooh. What if his nightmare, though? Like, if it goes nightmare, is, like, the day he realized Veronica, like, didn't worship him. Just playing over and over. It's all the moments he realized people questioned him. (laughs) And including, like, the time when he was in fifth grade and someone laughed at him. He has a nightmare of shining Papa Poutine's shoes. (gasps) Ooh. In Riverdale City Hall. He has a nightmare of being buried alive. By poutine. Like the food. (laughs) (laughs) Papa Poutine is just throwing french fries on him until he suffocates to death. That would be the worst day on set. He's being waterboarded by gravy. It would be so cold and so gross. And air guns are shooting cheese curds at him. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Mark Consuelos would sue. That would be awful. (sighs) This is my dream. And then his, and then they like pan out because this is all happening like in his grave, mm-hmm. you know, and he's being buried with it in the grave. And then it pans out and they look at his headstone and it's just like a McDonald's small fry, like fry container. <laughs> <laughs> I want this. I want this really bad. Oh, he'd be so smelly. He, that's what he I'm would, saying. He would be attacked by wolves <laughs> <laughs> in Vancouver. So so meanwhile, uh, while Hiram is bathing in gravy. Allegedly. Uh, Betty goes home and finds Alice there with a bunch of farm people, and including uh, Evelyn. They're all slightly different hippie archetypes. Uh-huh. I love the wide headband lady. Yeah. Very good. You know what I found out recently? Hmm. Speaking of headbands, apparently I am known in my workout class by the workout headbands I wear. 
So that's how they remember you and not and not for being 30 years younger than everyone else in the class. Nope. Cuz that would kind of stand out too, right? I mean, there's been younger people my age recently. Okay. Uh Evelyn's like, "Betty, join us. Join We're us having for raw, milk raw milk and oatmeal oh. raisin cookies, the two worst things in the world." <laughs> raw milk and raisins. Uh, you know what I think really gets in the way of a good cookie circle? Pasteurization. It just, there's, it takes the life out you of it. You know what I want with my cookie? Blood. And, I, and, by, and pus. The, by the life, I do mean the microbes, the active <laughs> disease-carrying microbes. The two worst things <laughs> in the world that you could eat. If you don't like raw milk, we do have raw water. There's a barrel behind my Ooh. house that I collect rain in. That's that's like a thing, though. People are like having drinking raw water, the rust unfiltered adds water, because apparently we all want to die of diarrhea. Like what the fuck? It's Edgar's test for you. They're like, oh, gotta have my raw milk. Gotta not have filtered water. I'm just gonna go into the woods and forage some plants and mushrooms that I don't know if they're gonna kill me or not. Grow a garden, you motherfucker. Have some tomato plants and some zucchini and some green beans. Come on. Diphtheria doesn't scare me. Not having measles, that scares me. These people. We get informed that Alice got the job. Yes. And they're celebrating. Due to Edgar's connections in the local news station. Uh, we also found out that the, the farm bought their new headquarters here in Riverdale, uh, which is the Sisters of Quiet Mercy location, all thanks to Betty, who, uh, you know, made her donation. Now, nev- never mind that this money is, you know, basically embezzled. It, it is stolen funds. Yes. The farm thinks it's a good idea to house all the poor ducklings in the place they just escaped. I don't think we mentioned it when Alice was like, well, I donated it to the farm because they got to look after all these children. Right. And now right. we're saying, oh, we're going to go to the Sisters of Quiet Mercy and house all these children. That's where they were fucking tortured and traumatized. I, I do like how it subtly puts the lie to, to all of Evelyn's, you know, caring intervention in the last episode. Like, you're you're clearly not paying attention. This was all just to score points in order to grow your creepy... Ill-defined cult. I still don't know what your your uh, ideology or theology is, except that it's very new agey. Yep. So meanwhile, uh, Archie uh, rushes to the hospital, immediately apologizing that he missed Veronica's calls, asking uh, how Hiram is, who is now out of surgery and not dead. Hooray! And he's like, well, what happened? And Veronica explains that he was shot sometime after you ran out of the SATs. And there's a pregnant pause. And Archie immediately pieces it together, you know, the meaning of this pause and and denies having done it. But the fact he had to deny that he did not shoot Veronica's dad demonstrates to them both that, that they are over. Yes. Their breakup really was a breakup aside from one, possibly two last sexes. Yes. And so he leaves. Meanwhile, Jughead is just getting to the sex hole. And FP, or not FP, Fangs and Sweet Pea are freaking out. And they're losing it, man. Oh. 
screaming at each other, crying hysterically, and Jughead's like, what happened? And then he sees that Tallboy is just gushing blood from his chest and dead on the floor. They're never going to get that smell out of the sex hole. And and through tears and hysterics, uh, things explain that he tried to escape, that he, he came after him, it just happened. And uh, the two of them are just freaking out. Jughead's, like, also freaking out in his own, like, controlled way. Mm-hmm. And he just screams at them, Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna throw a party because we hated Tallboy that much. Now, if if I can return to uh, me stealing your theory that uh, uh, Fangs was a gargoyle all along, and that therefore his double agency is for their benefit, he was cleaning up loose ends. Yeah, Fangs intentionally killed Tallboy to keep his mouth shut. I have a theory sure. about it, but maybe I should save it for later. Okay. I will always remind you that you have one in advance. Archie and Fred have a little heart-to-heart mm-hmm. where, where Archie catches him up that, he, you know, Veronica him broke up. He walked out on the SATs, and Fred tries to give him a little pep talk and advice. And he's like, well, you gotta, you know, gotta pick up the pieces. You gotta go slow. Uh, how'd you get through everything else you've been through? Well, I fought. I, I fought to stay alive. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to fight. Keep just, on. Just do it. Keep on keeping on. One punch in front of the other, boy. He doesn't call a son boy. That's the other one. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, in jail, uh, <laughs> Claudius is supposed to be brought food, and we find out he's dead. The Blossom Men are not not a lucky crew. Not a long-lived cadre of folks. So then FP meets Hermione and and he inquires about Hiram, but she's like, that's not why I asked you here. I think it's time. And he just gives a knowing nod. Yes, I will sleep with another mother of one of my son's friends. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, yes, the sexy time. If I get all four, I get a free Subway sandwich. Yeah. It's a very strange punch (laughs) card system. So then uh, we we go to Betty, who's sitting in a chair and talking about how no one else understands what she is capable of but you. And we see that she is talking to Hal, the only person that can understand Alice's craziness. Which, yeah. I mean, Polly too, but Polly's part of it these days. So yeah. not, not really a good audience. Uh, <laughs> when your mom, when your mother is so... Fucking nuts. <laughs> that your only recourse is, is to vent about it to your serial killer father who tried to induct you into his murderous ways. Uh-huh. And is still trying to do so by all appearances. And Alice needs to take this as a sign. Yeah. And so Betty's like, you know, it's it's like my education meant nothing. She took my money for it. And he's like, well, here's the good news. You will have colleges lined up to give you scholarships. And here's here's why. Here's why. Because she's going to write some really amazing personal essays <laughs> about what she has had to overcome in her life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know what? As soon as she's like, well, my mother belongs to a cult. My father's a serial killer. My family stole my money. They're going to be like, you know what? This poor girl. My older half-brother is probably dead. And was probably killed by a guy who passed himself off as said older half-brother who I sent for my dad to kill. Yep. 
And that's what I did on my summer vacation. She's going to get so much money. <laughs> but she feels pretty good about how she did on the test, I'll told. So, so back at the hospital, Veronica is with Hiram, who's still unconscious. And Reggie comes in to visit with a bouquet of flowers and a... <laughs> and a balloon! And a balloon! A balloon on a stick! A, a baby blue balloon on a stick that says, It's a boy! <laughs> And he has a very nice hug with Veronica. <laughs> okay, I understand. I understand going to the hotel gift shop and getting the first flowers you see. <laughs> well, he got the balloon because it matches the blue flowers. Did he also grab the first candy bar he saw? Yes, he, he also has a baby Ruth in his pocket. <laughs> oh no, get that out of there. Those melt and, with body heat. And a tiny little stuffed animal. <laughs> He's just going to keep pulling things out of his pocket. Like, oh, and here's the card. They only had get well, grandma. (laughs) They only had happy anniversary. (laughs) Hope your kidney transplant went well. (laughs) Meanwhile, uh, it is time for the party that Jughead is throwing. Party, party. Sweet Pea and Fangs are still freaking out. Very nervous party. And they're like, no. Everyone thinks he was exiled. It was an accident. You're going to party like your life depends on it. And you know what? I'm like, I'm pretty sure it does. Whatever this plan is, I'm pretty sure it depends on you partying that way. Because I assume they want to cover up like lots of prints and stuff. Yes, but they aren't partying at the sex hole. They're partying back at Sunnyside Trailer Park slash Tent Camp. So I don't know. I, like, I assume they're trying to hide the body and cover evidence somehow. Like, yeah. But I don't know quite how because we're at a different location the evidence cover-up party in mr robot was to get a bunch of unconnected people's fingerprints all over the the arcade yes yeah. this, this is not that and here's the thing they've Where's... all had a lot of sex in the sex hole so they need to do a lot of cover-up down there or maybe just set it on fire maybe, maybe they just need to set it on fire so you're saying it's that kind of party everybody just stands in a circle and jerks it so that there's <laughs> so much dna uh-huh. they can't get any usable evidence <laughs> just also at the orgy orgy in the sex hole come on guys don't mind the blood New rule, everybody who's anybody at Riverdale has to become blood brothers. Everybody just start bleeding <laughs> all over Everywhere. the sex hole. See, what like, they're going to is... do is they are going to do a blood brothers pact, but they're going to do it like into a bucket. So then he can just kind of <laughs> splash the blood everywhere. <laughs> Paint the walls. It is a more sanitary way than actually doing the handshake part, right? Because it's all mingling. The symbolism is there. Uh-huh. But there's no chance of any transmission. Yeah. He's a genius. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so so Jughead jumps on a car and is all like, we have a lot to celebrate. We, we've unmasked the Gargoyle King and... Hiram is, is bleeding his last in the hospital. Uh, we're welcoming back Fangs. And then, then there's, there's uh, police lights and sirens. And Fangs is like, oh, fuck, this is it. I'm dead. This is the end of me. The first thing he does is he puts both hands behind his head. This poor child who did just kill a man. Uh, I'm not too sympathetic, I guess. Uh, 
But yeah, the the sheriff's car comes up closer, and a figure walks out again, head down, face covered by the brim, a slow walk forward. And there's a new sheriff in town, boys and girls. Sheriff Jones now, boy. <laughs> it's FP. FP and I knew is it. the law. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> You're all like, ooh, Sheriff Keller. And I'm like, no, uh-uh. I was uh-uh. really hoping for the return of Sheriff Keller. More Tom Keller means more Kevin Keller. FP is going to hire him next. Back I hope on. so. Deputy Keller. And and then Fred. And mm-hmm. it'll be the hot dad squad. Ooh, hot dad law squad. In uniform. Oh, boy. Jughead looks very freaked out about this first off. Yeah. And we are almost to the end where we find uh, <laughs> Archie punching and working out very hard. He's got a heavy bag. That is what he's punching. And he, he's drinking... I assume alcohol, but it looks like a barbecue sauce bottle. It does look like a barbecue <laughs> sauce like bottle. It looks like he's just swigging some baby rays. Or, considering the town, maple syrup. <laughs> it might be maple syrup. I don't know. I think it's straight booze. But it doesn't look like it. And uh, he just goes back to punching his bag and punching it. And Fred comes in and Fred's just like, what the fuck? It's 5 a.m. <laughs> You've got music blasty and you're punching. We are going to get noise complaints. Uh, But Archie's like, it's just like you said, Dad, I gotta keep fighting. And Fred is just like rubbing the bridge of his nose because he was clearly woken up by by this. And he is too tired. Just doesn't have the energy to explain the difference between figurative and literal language. Yeah. It's just, it's too early in the day. Yeah. Uh, And that's the end. That's the end of the episode. This episode, I mean... I, I don't want to, to keep saying that last week was a mistake that, that should be be you know, scoured from the books, but this episode seems so much more like a return from a break. Yes, this it, is what we should have got last week. In that like a regular linking episode would have Hiram getting shot as the big uh, uh, finale, but there were what, like 12 minutes left at that point? Uh-huh. That was crazy. <laughs> yeah. They had a lot of business to do. There was a lot. There was just a whole lot going on on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and wrap, well, I don't want to say wrapping up things because there are a lot of things that we, it seemed like we were wrapping up and then we didn't wrap up. A yeah. lot of fake outs. Time will tell whether this new Archie is is either just... Trauma. Mm- He's still dealing with the trauma from his Grundy on top of everything else, okay? I mean, whether this new Archie is just talk and they aren't actually going to do much meaningful or interesting with it. Yeah. Or whether it's a slow burn. Because, like, midway through the episode, I'm like, this is just not significantly different. But the, the strange sense that fred is getting that like this is a deeper seated thing that you you've turned your bedroom into a jail cell yeah he he talks about how it looks like a cell that being the the big uh uh, fred being rubbed wrong by the way his son is tells us this is a thing and the fact that that is the cliffhanger, not Sheriff Jones, not the the shooting, makes me think that, okay, it, it's not being underplayed. It's being slow burned. It's, yeah. It is being developed. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed. But <laughs> Yeah, that's the big thing there. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's what the focus is. We, we, we refocus on the fact that, that Archie is not himself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or not the Archie we knew. Suddenly he's... Happy and okay with where he is. 
and what he's become. But is where he is and what he's become the thing he should be happy about? Mm, yeah. It's it's uh it's a mixed bag. It's yeah. a mixed bag for for people who care about Archie's, you know, well-being. Yeah. I really appreciated how many good gags there were <laughs> and just moments of like the those simple comedy moments and like simple setups that are just done so well. Mhm. Mhm. Those mean a lot to me. <laughs> I do like it when they uh, go back to, you know, the, the heart of the comics in surprising ways. Like, how yeah. how many plots come from Archie tries to do the right thing, but oh no, everything turns out bad. Yeah. And in the comics, it would be, you know, more slapstick, played for laughs. And at the end, things would go right. Yeah. They, they just take out those parts on Riverdale. Mm. Th- things don't go right in the end, and it's not slapstick. <laughs> but then having those little moments where, like, when he's talking to Reggie about cheating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, where it's almost, like, comedy. But of course it's not, because the stakes are so much higher and different. Like but it- they get that aspect of it. I also love the, like, Pleasantville aspects of it, like, in Pops with, like, the rupier float. Mm-hmm. Or, like, you are <laughs> that- messing... With our routine. <laughs> like, of... That's not what we do here. Of all the stuff, not like, hey, you were in jail for a while and you were made to beat people nearly to death to survive. You want to talk about that? You're not talking about that. It's weird that you're not. That's not the sign. You have a different order at Pops. That is the wrong ice cream-based beverage treat. None of us get with your floats. I don't understand. The only thing different you're allowed to get is coffee. Yeah. Coffee or milkshake. Do not ask for a glass of water. Mm-hmm. Sorry, uh, it, it's just that the root beer floats are 50 cents cheaper, and I'm not dating the owner anymore, so that's going to add up. Yeah, because apparently she ain't paying for no one. <laughs> I'd say that this was a, an average episode. It, it did mm-hmm. not have any of the things we really complained about last week Mm-mm. at length, nor did it have, as much as I enjoyed the, the last 10 minutes, all of the, the staggered cliffhangers or could-be cliffhangers, mm-hmm. it, it didn't have such a, a really well-crafted sequence as the end of last week's. Yeah. Regression to the mean. Yeah. And that's what we call a callback, ladies and gentlemen. Good job. Uh, so, do you want to talk about some predictions? Yes. I hear you have one. I may. I have. I have three. Oh. I made notes during when we were talking. Mm-hmm. You should be proud of me. I'm incredibly proud every single day. Okay. Fangs and Sweet Pea did not kill him by accident. Yeah. It was revenge for Joaquin. Oh, it was a that that was their cover story. They were both in on it. Yes. It was. Okay. It was. Revenge. So we both predict that that was a lie. Your prediction is that it, it, it was a vengeance killing. Mine is that it was Fangs covering up loose ends. Yeah. So he can continue actually being a, a, a loyal gargoyle. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I'm going straight that it's revenge for Joaquin. They have been the only ones who have been like traumatized by Joaquin's death. Like they, mm-hmm. it, it has been personal. It has been a huge issue for them. Mm-hmm. They have reacted very largely to it many times now it was part of jughead abandoning town for a while i'm not sure it was even the main thrust it was it was one of the things pushing him and that's really not the same no as watching these two lovable background characters just tear 
their hearts out over well, it. Well, and they were finally they were buddies with Joaquin. Yes, they found him. I mean, they they knew him for years before yeah. the show started. So they're having to deal with this, and I I think, and they're just their reaction to like Tallboy saying mm-hmm, what he mm-hmm. said. It it was real, and they did it on purpose, and. I mean, yeah, they're probably worried about getting caught, but they're also, like, playing into it more of, like, that trauma. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that uh, not necessarily in the short term, but eventually there will come a day when FP has to arrest his son and throw him in jail. And not as part of a plan, not a scheme, like he's actually going to arrest his son and there will be a big fight about it. And they'll have a falling out, etc., etc. Yeah. Yes. I mean, maybe that's why Jughead was so worried. <laughs> he definitely seemed betrayed by his father. Mm-hmm. He's like, that's not how you be a good dad. You gotta be behind the bars. <laughs> not in front of him. Well, he's going to move into one of the cells and, like, charge at night. Yeah. (laughs) Charge his dad batteries. I don't know if I don't want this to be true. Mm Mm-hmm. But a prediction I have is that Hermione hired FP to shoot Hiram. Oh. And, you know, who's immune to investigation by the sheriff. The sheriff. Mm Mm-hmm. In practical terms, at least. Yes. I mean, they definitely have some type of plan that they've been talking about mm-hmm. that we do not know about, mm-hmm. where I think she's she's been communicating with FB to create a plan to protect herself from Hiram, and the way to do that was to get him unconscious so she could make moves to take over. So Hermione's going to be doing a lot of business out of City Hall while he is still strapped in and, and IV'd up. Uh-huh. Okay. And, like, one of her first moves was putting FP into the sheriff position. Clearly. Which is what Hiram wanted to put other people into. Right. A, a currently dead man. Yeah. And Hiram can't control FP. I say currently as if that's going to be undone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there might be a triplet out there. So I'm thinking... Uh, my... my my prediction is that either she hired him to kill him, or not even necessarily hired, they plotted together, mm-hmm. She or she used him to find someone too, but they have secret plans together to gain her power back. I think regardless of who actually shot at, uh, Hiram, he is going to go after Fred now. Mm-hmm. Or even if he's not going to go after Fred because he's cool, he's suave, he's smooth, he's going to have that... What could seem like a confession of motive uh-huh. in front of a jury that Hiram buys because he's very good at buying juries in his back pocket for blackmail purposes. Yeah. Yeah. I think Penelope is going to lose it over Claudius's death. Oh. Absolutely lose it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that there is some weird, creepy shit <laughs> with her and Claudius. We're like... That was perhaps the the true person she was in love with over Clifford and everything. And well, we we know Hal is her truest love. Well, her truest lust, at least. Lust, <laughs> at least. Claudius is going to be a breaking point for her mm-hmm. because did you like when they were talking about how Hiram was going to make him go- be the sheriff? And they're like, well, the last sheriff was decapitated. Like, what the hell? Like. <laughs> I'm feeling that vibe that there yeah. is a super attachment and More... this could be a thing that brings Penelope back to Nana Rose and uh, Cheryl. Closer than the average in-law. Oh, yeah. Slash adopted sibling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Don't forget that. Don't forget that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also trying to figure out who I think actually killed Claudius. Yeah. Did we? Could you tell how he was killed? Did he have blue lips or was he shot? I could not tell. I don't recall. I think he was shot. Was he strangled? I don't know. I don't know. I want to think that that is a completely different killing than Hiram getting shot. I mean, they seemed really close together. Like, it's all down to editing, and, and clearly we could be told that, oh, yes, there was plenty of time to get from one part of town to the other. But they do feel separate. Well, I don't mean, like, the same person planning both. I mean, I think that, like, maybe Hiram planned for Claudius to be killed. Yes, he, he clearly was implied to, to have done that. Yes. He certainly it was not did whoever... not plan to have himself shot. Yeah, but it, you know, it wasn't the person who killed Hiram that was also going after Claudius. Like, it was not, say, Hermione planning mm-hmm. for both. But what if it was? And we're finally getting the Punisher crossover that everybody's been asking maybe, for. Maybe, <laughs> So we've seen Reggie developing his, his softer side, or at least showing it off a little more. Mm-hmm. Buying hospital gifts being understanding of his partner's feelings while still asserting his own. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to, to see a lot more of that as Archie starts playing uh, a bunch of weepy songs on a ukulele, perhaps. Yeah. I would love to see Archie... I See, I did it again. I would love to see Reggie step into the role of like a more classic Archie or even a season one Riverdale Archie. Yeah. Yeah. Ukulele and uh, sweater vest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to see him in a sweater vest. I want to see him talk about, you know, the, the transformative power of high school football. <laughs> I, and, and I want him to be, in, in that sense, Archie's foil. Like the comparison of new Archie versus the, the Archie that could be. Yeah. Who is Reggie, of all people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about what we know. What we know is that next week's episode is chapter 46, The Red Dahlia. The Red Dahlia is not the name of a movie. It is the name of a book and an episode of a a television series based on that series of books. But it is, of course, a play on the Black Dahlia, the name for a famous murder that has itself inspired a, a number of films. They're ruining our trend. And an upcoming uh, t- streaming TV series with Chris Pine, also inspired oh, yeah. by the Black Dahlia murders. Yes. But since it is red, I, I think we can presume it is Blossom-based. At least one of the uh, plots will have a Cheryl and or Penelope focus. I mean, clearly people are going to be talking about Claudius. Oh, yeah. Perhaps Claudius is the red Dahlia, in, in fact. Maybe. Perhaps. Maybe. What if Clifford's really alive and he killed Claudius? What if... Okay, so Claudius died twice now. Uh-huh. And Clifford somehow survived both murders of the same brother. Uh-huh. What if there's a triplet? Yes, Cockatoo. Cockatoo Blossom. <laughs> Cornelius. Well, since he's the third one, he'd be Cockatrice Blossom. Cornelius Blossom. Corduroy Blossom, the country bumpkin brother. Oh, that's what it, there's a triplet. I'm going with it. There's a freaking triplet. They're all triplets. They all have a hidden triplet. Mm-hmm. Cheryl has a hidden sibling out there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure, why not? Yeah. Ooh, ooh. What if Does it, that mean no, that the oh, third triplet oh, from generations a, ago started what? the Andrews family? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
It did. And that explains Archie's red hair. Okay. Or, or no, about... no, Archie's mom's family. That explains Archie's red hair. Yes. Yes. Okay, but what if... Whatever Mary's maiden name is. Claudius and Clifford were just twins. And that's why they had to adopt Penelope because they needed the triplets. And it's really her killing everyone. <laughs> sure. Sure. Triplets. I mean, we, we've always thought since Cliff's cliffhanger moment jughead made the joke first don't don't you make that face at me that it could have been penelope staging yes. the suicide but triplets but triplets yes and all three families are related because of the triplets from many times before yes this is this is my new cult in the woods <laughs> triplets triplets so you heard it here first and second and third and uh, we'll put up a counter but yeah in that trailer we know that jughead and hermione are gonna have a chat about recent goings on and she looks at him very sexy and pulls his collar Um, i really hope that's actually like fp or something (laughs) it's very creepy there's a giant pile of burning furniture with that was hermione i believe that jughead saying don't go to fp it's a setup Uh, uh there's some guns yeah there there's several there's at least one person with a gun i think there's one shot of betty with a gun but I there thought is archie had a gun there is certainly like the, the big stinger money shot of the trailer is archie leveling a gun on hiram in the hospital yeah with the the uh chambers of the revolver beginning to turn just the slightest twitch from from pulling that trigger why is it in tv they always have like revolvers because they're the most dramatically, like, interesting gun. They're but, the most visually apparent gun, what's about to happen. But those are not the guns that you have easiest access to. Hey, darling, what year <laughs> are all of the cars in Riverdale? <laughs> so really, they should all have broadswords. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, we're talking about crazy different time periods here. So if you're going to go with this, they should have, like, rapiers and daggers. Like You're talking about medieval knights riding a Chevy Impala. And I don't like it. They're supposed to get actual, like, charging Mustangs, not Ford Mustangs. <laughs> they can do some, like, dueling. I Play come, some chicken. And... I come from a far-off <laughs> land mounted upon my Yugo. I come from... Athens. It's a small town around the corner that no one's ever heard of that really wants to be Greece. They have great feta. (laughs) Did you visit the Parthenon? I don't remember the names of all the clubs we went to. That's a quote from Shaq. Shaquille O'Neal. Oh. Anyway, I hope you like our special (laughs) double-length episode of Sex Archie. I was on a roll tonight. Were you? (laughs) I think so. So, we're going to make this quick. Uh, We did not clearly talk about the big announcement from uh, the day after last week's episode that there will be another uh, musical uh, episode and it will be based on Heather's. I have thought of nothing else over the last seven days. This is all he keeps talking about. But, But we will give our thoughts about it eventually. Just you wait, Henry Higgins. Oh, yeah. And if, I don't know, you like... Us talking about musicals. I plan to live tweet Rent Live this Sunday. <laughs> I don't know about you. Uh, Tune I, in for my opinions. I plan to chug some sweet baby rays like Archie. <laughs> so let's just get through quick. All right, you're, are you ready to set a speed record? Okay. 
Follow us on social media. It's very fun. At SexArchie on Twitter. Leave us a rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, your podcast listening place of choice. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your barista to listen to our show because we love it and we love you. You can always listen to our other show, too, at History Honeys. Uh, so with that, I'm Lena. I'm Grandin from us here at SexArchie. I just want to go to college. Sugar. Ah, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down, with your Sugar. Ah, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down, come on. And you got me. And you got me.